Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. All right, we have time for Niles in Alaska in the back half of our last hour for Open Lines on Coast to Coast. Niles? Hi, Ian. How's it going? Doing great. How are things up in Alaska tonight? Well, you know, it's raining as usual. <laughs> That's not a bad rain. thing. You can sell me on the rain. I love, I love a good rainy yeah, night. For, for anyone out there who's never been to Ketchikan, Alaska, or they've never heard of Ketchikan, Alaska, if you've ever seen Star Wars Episode Two: Clone Wars, when Obi-Wan Kenobi goes to Kamino, the planet where they make the clones, yeah, and it's like there's a factory on a rock in the middle of the ocean, and it just rains the whole time, that's, yeah. that's Ketchikan. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? That sounds great to me. No, it's it's kind of soothing most of the time, actually. Yeah, you know, I would think I'm, I think I'm it is. I'm my window right now, listening to it, watching it. Yeah, you know, it, what it's do you, nice? What do you do for a living? Well, I'm a delivery driver, a prep cook, and a karaoke host. Do you? Are you a karaoke host? I'm a karaoke host. Yeah, I love. What's fun. the hot song these days for for the drunk office crowd? Oh, geez. You know, um, it depends on what kind of crowd you're looking at. Are you looking at, uh, like, Filipino fishermen? Are you looking at... Oh, I don't know. Like, it depends. What, there's, I mean, there's a lot of country, that's for sure, which is not necessarily okay. my taste. But I'd say, like, uh, uh, you never call me by my name or... Okay. Uh, um, let's see. You know, it's got to be, like, Sweet Caroline, which I'm sure is... Oh, Yeah. Uh, right. is then done to death in karaoke bars all over the country. Fairly universal, but yeah, right, I get that. Uh, how about, uh, let's see, if, if you're ever working a night and somebody up there is singing uh, Swingin' by John Anderson or um, I, I could think of about a half a dozen other country songs, uh, that, that may be the only time it would be me. Otherwise, I don't sing a lot of country, but I happen to... I find country songs very easy to sing in a karaoke environment, and so I would probably have to go country too if I were if I were well, forced great to songs sing to get the whole bar involved. Yeah, and they're not and hard really melodically, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. Well, good. I'm sure that's not why you were calling, but I appreciate you indulging me. Where are you going to take no, us? I mean, I could probably talk to you for half an hour about the Church of Karaoke, as I call it. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely do that. I was actually talking about doing a karaoke night with my staff not too long ago. And I thought, oh, that would be really fun. And then I thought, no, I'll be the only idiot getting up there. The rest of people oh, wouldn't do it. put that up on YouTube. You'll have another subscriber, that's for sure. <laughs> there you go. I'll take one. Well, anyhow, uh, this is my first time calling. Um, I've been listening to Coast to Coast for, I mean, since I was a little kid, since I was like probably seven, eight years old. You know, I listened to Art Bell, George Norrie, and... Uh, it's, it's always meant a lot to me. Uh, it always kind of opened up my mind a bit, helped me think about things in a different way, from a different for, for, from a different perspective than I did. Um, and there's been a question that I've been wanting to ask for a while. Sure. And I've, I've never called in, and it, it's something that's been pressing more and more on my mind. All right. Um, and so my question is, and this is for you and for anyone listening, because I don't know the answer, I don't know if anyone knows the answer or if, or if we ever will. Um, and it, so this is a small town, you know, it's not a big town. It's fairly isolated. It's an Island town. And I, I feel like growing up here, I've lived here most of my life. 
people pride themselves or they, they have in my mind and from what I've heard and that everyone's neighborly. We all help each other out. Right. We all do our best to take care of each other, especially when someone's down and it doesn't matter who someone is or what they've done or like, or what you think they are or who they are. Like you help out like you, because tr- you know, it's hard to get off this Island if you don't have the means I get that it's expensive and it's expensive to live here. Um, and my question is right now in this time, not just here in, on this Island or in this state or in this country or, or but on this planet, like as a species, as the human race in this time, when we, when we're more interconnected than ever, when, when many of us can reach out at any moment and talk to people and see the perspective of people all across the globe, um, why isn't there more understanding? Why, why is there such a great divide now? Why is it that now that no matter what name or label you put on a person, whether it's ideological, religious, political, spiritual, why is it that no matter what someone is, there is another group of people out there that is the, that see themselves as the opposite or too often as the enemy of that. And they hate, like, why is there so much divide and hate now in a time when we have so many tools to understand each other? And is it ever going to get better? So profound questions. The, futurists of the 1970s would have predicted, you know, presumably if, if we had survived, you know, some of these cataclysms, which didn't materialize, that we would have, we would have bonded together by now. And that was the hope that this seemed to be the teleology of the, uh, you know, the human race or the American experience is that we were heading in, in this direction. I wonder whether some of it is just generational. And part of the argument I make in in my book uh, that I co-wrote with a rabbi and with a Muslim scholar called How Millennials Can Get Us Out of the Mess We're In is the argument is that we have become, the older generation has become very spoiled. And we are faced with, and I include myself in them because I'm a baby boomer, we're faced with the prospect of our own mortality and that we will die and then things will change rapidly. And it's made many people hold onto the wheel ever so tighter. Yeah. And by not being willing to let go of the wheel, um, we have 78 year old presidents, right? We have all of these people who aren't going to politicians than ever before. Right. And and lo- these long running, you know, who've been senators for six election cycles and crazy numbers like this, because they did not. They thought once they got there, this will never be able to function without me. And mm-hmm. it's this yeah. egocentricity that I think is indicative of baby boomers, and we just don't want to let go. And we want to somehow dip the country in a kind of lacquer uh, and just because we want to 
seemingly think we're going to preserve this forever and ever and ever so that when we die, everybody will have to have it the way we had it. And all indicators are that that's not going to happen. And with every indicator that comes along, we just hold on tighter. And I think that's kind of where we are a little bit is we're, we're sort of stuck in this hyper individualism, which is just, I matter. Why won't people pay attention to my opinions matter? When well, really, that's the thing, and the the last thing that I want to say is, you talk about generations, and and you know, and the boomers, and millennials, and right. and now Gen Z. You know, I I grew up in the '90s, and it seemed like at the time to me as a child, and looking back, that it was such a time of, of like peace, prosperity, of acceptance, of like of understanding, and you would think that my generation would have grown up. And, and embodied those traits and those values. But I look around at the people that I know that are my age, and I see so much egoism and so much narcissism. And I, I don't know if that's a product of social media, if it's a product of everything yep. having to be documented and shown all the time. Like, I don't exist unless you see me exist, so I have yep. to do all these things for someone and this constant need for validation. But it's, I, it's I think you're onto something. And I think what's interesting is that, that that comes to you from perhaps what other people might consider to be a distant perch. Um, and you see the same thing that the rest of us see. And I think that the kind of tribalism that we're going through, um, I am eternally optimistic and I believe it's a phase. I talked about this with George Norrie when he was interviewing me about... Um, the uh, about the book and i said you know i there was a reason why moses took a generation around the desert until they went to the promised land is because they weren't they could not handle the promised land these are people who had no, grown up ready. with they weren't ready and they weren't ready and they were never going to be ready they had grown up a, accustomed to slavery they'd grown up accustomed to idol worship and much as they might have wanted to they couldn't make the jump and and Moses didn't either. He died with him. Never saw the promised land. And I don't think I ever will either. Uh, I don't think I. I don't think I deserve to. And I think I'd like. I'd like to think we could pull it out. And I'm optimistic. But I think in some ways, really, baby boomers have to go. They have to either give up the power and and embrace being our a role as mentors to the generations that are coming behind us. Or we have to just live in our own little communities and talk to ourselves about how bad things are until we no one pays any attention to us at all. I, because I don't see us adding to anything right now. I see us hyping up the anger and the rancor that's out there. And I, yeah. I, I, I'm optimistic that as a people we can get better and that we can use the technologies and we can reach out to other people and we can forget so many of these things and 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 yet i don't i just don't see us getting there the way we're acting now what do you think my generation what kind of mentality do you think we need to foster amongst ourselves or try to to help move forward yeah, I think it's all about forgiveness and forbearance and optimism and trying not to take things so seriously that every little thing 
has to become a bigger thing. I think your observation about growing up in a time of always being on, always being in, always being on Instagram or having to be somewhere to be validated. I think, you know, I, I think that's, that's true of people your age and much younger. Um, so I, I think something's got to give on that. We all, we just, you know, I'm not a Zuckerberg guy. I'm not a Facebook guy. I don't think all those things are helpful. I think we need better leadership. Um, and I think we also need better self-restraint on what we're going to constantly expose ourselves to every day. If we can do that, I think there's hope. And we probably got to fish more. I yeah. Think, well, I think, thank you. It's, I think fishing would be, I think fishing you. would thank you for help us all. Call. No, I really enjoyed it. And I, I thank you for contributing after all this time of being a listener. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.